Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome back. Good to see you. I was just uh, uh, telling everyone about how on the Hackney Half Marathon, yeah, um, the heat changed the rules, and people who thought they were going to be fit and effective found themselves um, stopping at, at best, actually collapsing at worst. Oh my goodness! And then there was the moment when uh, we got to the 12 mile marker, but we hadn't got to it yet. We were about three quarters of a mile short of it, and it was yeah. just in front of us. And he had to turn right, and yeah. everyone went past it. Went oh, fuck, fuck, Right, we should be running. Yeah, let's run. Any sudden change just does your head in, doesn't it, when you've been running for a long time? Oh, yeah. Like a sudden right turn assumes, like, massive proportions. Oh, like you say, up and down a curb. Yeah. First time I did the Royal Parts, they had a little bit where it was on those kind of plastic boards they put over when they're doing roadworks. Yeah. Just maybe 10 yards of that. And everyone was going, no, oh, no, this surface is no good. So you gig at the gig at Windsor was good fun, was it? It was. Look out. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Morning. Yeah, all right, mate. Sort of, sort of asking. Morning, mate, guys. Polite. I feel politely bullied by that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of bellowed at, right? Yeah. He's looping around and looping around. Look back at the old Olympic Park over there. That's pretty exciting. Look at that. It's like, tell me when the spaceship lands. Look at that. Stop stopping running. We need to run on. Right, let's go. So, yeah, the only thing about winter was, I hope for the sake of the audience that this is just a dressing room. Damp. It was damp. There is no dressing room at Windsor's. I remember doing right. it. There's a little kind of back door bit. Right. And uh, I got dressed on Sunday morning. My jeans and jacket from the night before it smelled like a pond. I had to put them in the wash. What does that say about the conditions for comics, eh? Yeah, yeah. Right, mate. The dressing room is damp. So, I don't know Some what Some of our dressing rooms can be appalling, can't they? Oh, yeah. Kitchens, those kitchens smelling of chip fat. I went to... Like, you're at a good gig when you're getting changed in a kitchen. <laughs> I remember going to a little gig in, uh, in the Midlands and I got myself a Chinese takeaway. It was one of those. It's quite a nice kind of Midlands uh, rock pub with right. loads of spaces. You know, it's like an upstairs and... 
downstairs and the downstairs went off in different directions and the comedy was out the back of the marquee and it was really full of people going to the gig and they all they were quite convivial they wanted to chat and stuff so <laughs> so I popped out and got myself a little Chinese I can't sit here having my Chinese and chatting with the audience it's all gonna go off so I found oh, you just reminded me of it because I was so pissed seeing myself from the outside as I sat on this on this one chair that didn't have an upturned chair and it's surrounded by pairs of chairs <laughs> just behind a sink yeah. and a stack of broken armchairs basically like I was another discarded bit of furniture that would be really nice sort of black and white photo comics in repose series wouldn't it yeah comics off stage was that, was that after the gig oh before the gig right. See, that wasn't a bellow of bullying, but the ping was a bit late. I needed to establish whether he was left or right. There's definitely a cultural thing going on. There's a, there's, there's a problem, isn't there? Yeah. Between the cyclists and the runs. That's right. There's, there's, there's a, a kind of... I mean, that was quite passive-aggressive, wasn't it? He was right behind us. That was like... It was our problem that he'd left it really late. It was right behind yeah. us. He right came behind up behind us and did the double ping. And to be fair... But with no eye contact, nothing, no sorry. No, no. And we called it wrong. We, we kind of zigzagged around for ages. It was brilliant. But, yeah. Well, I think... Going back to the excuse me guy... Time to get the elbow. I think he's trying to do the right thing. You know, I think that... I think the bicycle bell, though useful, is uh, it's pretty brutal in terms of manners. But that was a very timid bell as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, we're going to go... Combine timidity of bell with a severe countenance. <laughs> he, really, he needs to sort it out. His face doesn't reflect lovely. the bell. That was Dickensian. We're going under the uh, Lee Bridge Road now. It's, how are you feeling, Rob, at this stage? Feeling good. Well, I had, I've had a lot of nice breaks. Yeah, yeah, too many. Man. And I stand too around many. back there while you... Uh, Sorry about that one. While you uh, cub one off, so... You know, Drop the kids nice. off at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Sunday... It's that, it's that Monday morning thing. I'm not used to running at this time. Yeah. Hey. I got up early and had a coffee. We're getting some nice friendly... Uh, they ultimately... It, it, it conforms to my old theory. The further you are from urban conurbation... <laughs> the more interaction there is. So yeah. our fellow runners are more likely to smile to and nod. Yeah. And the cyclists, rather than just kind of carefully getting past, like they were just a mile in that direction over by the canal. Here they're going, oi, get out of the way. Bing, bing. Sort of. Sort of every man for himself. This is our nearest we're horse. We're some marshes. Yeah, and this, this is a horse riding centre. Okay. Could you take me to some nice places? I wrote a poem here. Did you? Yeah, I totally did. You actually wrote, physically wrote a poem here? Well, I didn't write it down. I wrote it in my head. Which was? Walthamstow Marshes can be one of the harshest places in London to be. But today, from here, it looks like Vermeer to me. That's really nice. Thanks. thanks I like that. It did as well. Although, in retrospect, I think it looked more like Van Dyke. I'm not really steeped in art, I didn't really know. There were cows, what can I say? So that's, uh, I know little about art. But doesn't Vermeer do those lovely things of, you know, oranges and apples and stuff in... Yeah, still life. Sort of still life. It's all Dutch school. Yeah. But I was thinking Van Dyke, Van Eyck, all that right. northern, northern light and cows hang, hanging around in marshes who had lately 
<laughs> would like to be driving here to turn into <laughs> cities. So I can tell you something else interesting about these marshes. Yeah. Walthamstow marshes here. Right now on the left, I'm going to take a picture. Uh, when I did that poem, there were cows in this field. There aren't any right now. And it's really nice because then the, the land rises up on the other side and there's a church bar and it's all pretty old school. So when you put that on Instagram, you could have the byline Vermeer, not here. You're good. Don't we'll like Instagram that. that. Instagram, running commentary on Instagram. Twitter, run compod. Facebook, running commentary page. Join us. Tell us, for God's sake, don't do poems. Anyway, in this field, this very field, you know the Wright brothers, right? Yes. Well, they did the first man the fly. Planes, yes. Yeah. The first man fly in Britain was conducted by A.V. Rowe, and he did it here. You joke. And he let one of those arches under the railway over there to keep all his plane crap in, Yeah. which was easily done because it was basically a kite. Right, okay. And, uh, what a magpie. And his name was A.V. Rowe, and he went on to create the Lancaster bomber, the Avro Lancaster. Wow. Yeah. And this was, uh, this was where he flew the prototype from. Yeah. Well, I mean, and seriously, prototype a couple of decades earlier, because you forget that with planes, you know, they went from being tents with lawnmower engines to being uh, big metal bombers in, hey, in, just a, in a generation. <laughs> so, Walthamstow Marshes facts. Very nice. Yeah. So, what, how many miles have we done here? I'm trying to get a feel on okay. lengthage. Well, I can report to you on that. One second. No worries. Readers. We have done so far. About six? Yeah, just under six. Right, okay. So, you get a feel for it, don't you? We're going to carry on up. We're going north on Walthamstow Marshes here. And we're going to uh, turn back and go pick up the river and run back down again. Generally, zigzag around a bit here. And then head back. We can loop round Springfield Park on the way back. It's a nice little loop. I'm feeling okay. I'm, I'm feeling slightly uh, tired with this accumulation of miles. Uh, yeah. I must say, I'll have to have a day off tomorrow. You've got to mix your day. You've got to get your days off in, haven't you, sometimes? Uh, I used to. Uh, I would, uh, it's only recently I would ever run more than once in 48 hours. Right. I always worry that running the next day while you're still limber from the first one will set you up for injury. But then loads of people run every single day, don't they? Well, I used to run twice a day. Yeah. Often. I'd often run, go for a steady run in the morning. And then, then get up in the middle of the night and do a third no, no, one. No, no, no. You go for a run before breakfast and then do a speed session, you know, about five or six. Yeah. So you class it twice a day, but I'll be two. I'm not fit enough to do that. Yeah. You're talking to a fat bloke. This is ridiculous. Not mate. Yeah, I don't know. Not no more. Not after half term. Beer and the sugar. Do you keep a, uh, a track of weightage? Uh, I won't do pounds and pence. Can we do figures? Well, my bank text me. <laughs> First thing on Monday morning with my yeah. weight. Weight and bank balance. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much... This isn't really what you asked, but I don't know how much I weighed at my heaviest. But it was seriously north of 16 stone. Wow. Probably 17. That's big, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big yeah. guy. Yeah. But I didn't, people didn't... I didn't realise. I kind of wore it all over. And I'd never been thin, so... I had no frame of reference. But these days, I, uh, I'm 12, 12 and a half... I'm about 12 and a half, actually. Yeah. To 13. I probably weigh a bit more than you. Yeah. I can... Uh, oh, you're taller than me. Yeah. And I, also, I can be... You know, I do try and monitor it, because I can be a hasn't-been-well 
poorly 12. Right. And a fit and muscular 12 and a half. So it's not necessarily the low number that means the healthy weight. It's just how you feel. Sean. Yeah. Though I think I could be 12 for the marathon if I was strict because I haven't been doing the exercises that lead to the muscles that lead to me being possible. Are we possible. talking planking? I'm doing some planking. Like it, but how much planking are you do? You're fond of a plank, aren't you? I love a plank. I've done a bit of planking. Well, I've started the occasional plank. I tried different stomach exercises. Right. And in the current received wisdom, your crunches and sit-ups, they're uh, derided. Oh, they're really? And I would say, from my, this is this is complete layman's opinion, by the way. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. But um, I just read something the other day that said they're not that great and it'll be difficult to see uh, improvement from doing them. And my experience bears that out. What? I do loads of, well, not at the moment, but I do loads of, I used to do like a hundred straight sit-ups wow. and a hundred side-to-side sit-up, be crunchy type things. That's and uh, all with a view to sorting out the muscles around my lower stomach. What, so that's what, that's trying to tighten that core up sort of Yeah, thing. middle and sides. Right. The bottom half of my stomach. And uh, planking does it better, okay. in my experience. So at the moment, I mean, I'm just building back into this stuff because, as you know, I had the crack rib and everything. I'd hate to do my ribbing on a press-up no, you don't and not be do able that. to do these runs. But I'm planking again. How, so how much do you, how long do you do? trainee planky? Well, the thing is, you always do longer and longer. Right. But equally, don't expect to do long. How much should you, what should you start with? Well, I think if you can do it for a minute, you please yourself. Right, okay. And then they'll say, just quickly get up to seven minutes, you know, and you'll find that incredibly hard. So you go up by increments of what, 10, 15 seconds? Yeah, but I've never regularly done more than three minutes. Yeah. And I'm on two and a half. Right. But it's weird because you can get in the zone, you know, the the world record is five hours. (laughs) 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 Or thereabouts. And, you know, that's just preposterous if you've ever done it. It's just surreal. I'd be really like listening to the cheeky girls for five hours. I really need Straight to. Straight uh, through. My core's quite weak. I had a, a hernia operation oh. for about five years ago. Oh. And it's never been right. How'd you do that then? I just pulled it. Uh, I pulled Did you pull it greasing up? No, no, I pulled it. What's that thing where you... I pulled it abseiling down a mountain. <laughs> really? Which is just not like me at all to even bother doing that. No, that's not fair. I, I cracked my rib in the bath. Morning. This is too low. You're going to have to duck down to go under this bridge. I don't know how to duck down. Duck down. Duck down. How to... Smack. I'm just quite confused Clonk. about... Oof. <laughs> we should get a photo from here, but it's just trying to work out. Yeah, I don't know. How, I think we'll have to turn back. No. Because he's having trouble with this. Can't do it. He's just... <laughs> Def- you definitely Watch can't Watch out, because this it. cyclist is going to yeah. be cross with us. Yeah. Still running, still running. <laughs> running in a stoop Huge is a key man. part of our training. That was dramatic. So, it's, so this, the hernia thing's always left a kind of weakness in that, in that part of my body. I feel it sometimes when I start running, that weakness. Yeah. So I really need to start planking. Yeah, that's kind of where my rib is at now. I realise that I don't think I'm damaging it, but okay. it's still there. <laughs> so can you, can you feel it now? Yeah. But I can only feel it. It doesn't hurt. Right. And I can imagine, conversely, that... It's unrealistic to expect that to have completely gone away by the time you do the marathon. It's a tough, tough one, though, isn't it? Because the only way you can completely recover that is... Will it get better whilst you're still running, or do you need complete rest for that? I don't well, know if you know. want... You, I'd go deeper and say, 
if it's not going be- to get, be- get completely better while I'm still running, I'm not sure if I want it to get completely better. Right. Oh, dark, huh? Interesting, yeah. It's just like this the idea of these fell runners who just, you know, if they get an injury, they just... They just run through. Kind of adopt it. Yeah. And keep it. Becomes part of their style. <laughs> exactly. Old and, you know... Hopping Harry. Yeah. There's, there's modern physical experts listening to this going, no! <laughs> no! But we come to the subject of pain management in your mind as well, yeah. which, is, which is something I've never really encountered before or thought about. But that idea of, like, for the marathon, yeah. I've always kind of succumbed to, ha- to it hurting and kind of wallowed in it a bit. Yeah. When you get some people who kind of try and block it out, don't that's a bit of a tactic, isn't it, to kind of put the pain somewhere else, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I've never been any good at that. Do you try and do that, or what? How do you? I find, I find pain slightly worrying, but I think that when I'm deep in a run, I can, you know, I, my kind of running head, the kind of Yoda voice in my head when I'm deep in a run, would kind of say, I'll say, I'm hurting. It's really hurting. Right. And then the voice will say, Do you need to stop running? And I'll say no. Right. And so shut up about it. Yeah, it's, it's the difference between sort of pain and, and the kind of tough suffering that you get from a run. Yeah. Any sharp pain, I think you should stop or yeah. just think seriously about just stopping. But it's that kind of just feeling really knackered. Yeah. That can be, that's where the mental bullishness comes in, doesn't it? Yeah. And I must say, I've never been that good at that. Well, ultimately, this I is think tiring. I'm going to slow down. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. Well, I think there's a lot of um, simplistic mantras about pain that come down from the ultra runners. Things like pain is just fear leaving the body. Yeah. You know, that's not true. No. Pain is a set of warning signals which you should either ignore <laughs> or take heed of. Yes. <laughs> pain is your body. It's not fear, is it? It's something that your body's telling you needs attention. That's right. And sometimes you can ignore it and sometimes you really shouldn't, you know. And ultimately, that is up to you. Although I'm sure many would argue that any pain should lead to you being careful. But um, like, for example, sometimes, talking about it being tough to turn and stuff, Yeah. sometimes, not just running, but in life, you turn on your knee. Yeah. And you get this kind of deep electrical twang that says, no, 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 knee doesn't bend that way. Yeah. And apparently, that is just a warning signal. It's not a damage, it's not a tear. Okay. It's just a sort of like a Look out. synaptic muscular yellow light. Don't do that. But, you know. Is that thing of like I'm still not doing any press ups on these ribs. No, I don't think you should, no. But when you're tired and you want to slow down, that's, that's a mental thing. As long as you keep your form, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to keep your form of running. Because that's when you get injuries, when you get so tired you can't run properly and your form goes. Yeah, and going right back to, um, you know, speed and monitoring it, not going too slow, not going too fast. I do find it hard to run slow. I can feel right. that. I feel myself physically closing up. Like I say, your head goes down. Yeah, okay. I'll start rolling in. And then just because I'm not running how I normally run, muscles I don't normally use. Coming to going, play. Oh, ah, ee, ee. And then I find that the best way through, even when I'm really exhausted, is to remember to get my head up yeah. and just go a little bit faster again. It's amazing how much it, it genuinely helps. Because I'm not being... Su- There's a pub on the other side called the Anchor and Hope. 
I always find that irritating. Surely it's open anchor. Not in this case. But watch. So you're... That's quite unusual advice, isn't it? Relax by going faster. Yeah, only slightly faster. I suppose I'm right. saying, what I'm saying is reset your form. Rare. Head up. Definitely lift your head up. Try and relax your There's arms. Chain going over A.V. Rowe's old uh, Lancaster arches. He didn't do the Lancaster under the arches. Relax your arms and drop your shoulders. Yeah, that's right. Just, I think the arms have a lot to do with it. Just nice and loose. And for me, it'd be chest out because I run kind of chest first. Yeah. But for that bloke we saw in Finsley Park the other day, would be knees first. Yeah. He's incredible. Knees first, head back, fall over. That's where A.V. Rowe kept his flying equipment under that arch. He used to get annoyed when people did this. Woo! Travel back in time. We loosen off and trying to do the first men flat. I don't know why he's Australian. That was supposed to just be an olden days accent. But I think, I was thinking about this this morning as I fitfully waited for my alarm to go at the infeasible hour of 6.15. Yeah. Thinking the more miles you run in any state, at any speed, the more your body's just adjusting to running. Yeah. So it's just getting more economical. This is what we do. It's finding ways to run more economical. So that's why... Like yesterday I ran, I was tired, I hadn't had much sleep, I was a bit stiff, I thought I'll just go for a run to sort of loosen out. I ran about four and a half miles. Yeah. Very slow. And I was wondering, if, is this useful? Yeah. And I came to the conclusion that it was. Yeah. Because it eased my muscles, and your body's just always getting used to, how can I get from here to there? Whilst expanding the least amount of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a repetition thing. Those and that's a repetition are, thing. Those guys are run 80, 90 miles a week. Yeah. They're so smooth, aren't they? Yeah, 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 because, because they're not wasting so any energy. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, they've, tri- they, they've trained up their subconscious to do that. That's that nice moment we just saw a woman going the other way. And she goes as well. And the reason is... That was really nice. Second time we've seen her. Nice smile. And that's a runner's communion thing, isn't it? When you see someone yeah. twice. No, I think that um, so the, the other thing is, the more smooth it's that's get. right, and it's interesting comparing running with things like sit-ups and planking, is I think those kind of superficial muscular exercises, press-ups, yeah. if you don't do them, you're going to know you didn't do them. Okay. And when you do them, you can do them as many as you did the last time, you'll be able to do it again. And if you stop for two weeks, you won't be able to do it as many right. as you did last time, whereas running... It's much deeper. It's like a conversation with the, the whole machine. I like that. Yeah. And if you stop That's running, nice. like I did, I stopped running for like a month recently. When I started running again, Didn't my body was like, oh yeah, we do this. This is yeah. what we do. The sense memory. Yeah. It's because it's not just strength, is it? It's more of a flow thing, I suppose. No, and I think that ties in with the brain as well. It's like um, even in terms of attitude, what and how to think while you're running. It's uh, all like... It's like learning a language or uh, driving a car or, to exercise a cliche, riding a bike. Yeah. I like that. Actually, let's go that way and okay. retrace our steps slightly. We're, if we go left here, we're basically completing a fairly full loop of um, Walthamstow marshes. We'll get back into Hackney marshes and run back up the river. The cormorant flying overhead. Good one. I like comrades. Look at that. It looks kind of prehistoric. 
It's that little pterodactyl flying overhead. So the more, I'm, I suppose, press up some more. They're just pure strength, aren't they? Yeah, and again... Strength goes quickly, especially as you get older. Yes. Thanks. No, but it's super... Yeah. I, feel, I, mean, I, can't, I can hardly do 10 press-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I broke my wrist playing football and it just hurts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't want to do press-ups on that. I like that uh, phrase, a conversation with a machine. It is. That, that's yeah. what it is. So it's a whole body experience. That's right. I mean, and I think that's a really interesting thing for me because, as I say, didn't start running until I was gone 35. So, if you, although having said that, looking back, I knew at some deep level that running something I could do was something I could do from literally from right. a few hundred yards here and there when yeah. I was a child, you know. But that thing, that kind of primal feeling of I can do this, is uh, is new, you know. Yeah. It's, it's weird to have something as basic as that. A bit like learning a language you're learning to drive when you're 40. It's nice to discover you know, it's, that. It's though, going to change it? your life. It's nice to discover that at 35. So now we're back. We just reached up to the, the kind of browdy path bit we're on near the horse riding centre. Just before I did the poem, just we're going to run yeah. back under the Lee Bridge Road and back onto Hackney Marshes. And it'll be a lot busier on the way back. And I'm looking for a. When I uh, see any cyclists, I'm going to ping at them. <laughs> ding, ding, you! Ding, ding! But it was the ding, ding, and then the silence that did it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a, a ding is enough. There was no interaction. Have you not Apart been from the ding. All right, there's, look at that robin. Come on, stay there, Mr. Christmas. Oh, I really want a picture of a robin. I can make a Christmas card out of this. All right, fly away. Ding, ding. Oh, come back and run away again. That was beautiful. You love the birds. Uh, now run, run. Oh, yeah. Look at him coming towards me. Oh, right, let's go. All right, I'm going to stop stopping. Yeah. So, and I love that. I love that feeling when you go for a run. I remember buying a new pair of shoes. and they, It was these Ooh, shoes. that's great, isn't and it? And they Christening were really good. Running shoes. And in that first moment, that kind of... Being right in touch with your best runner, and I was fit then as well. Yeah. I felt like I could fly, you know. I was nice running out of a hotel in Nottingham, and just, the, I suppose there's a kind of, like a fader that is your conscious mind when you're running, and a fader that is your body just doing the job. Yeah. And I set off pretty fit in these new shoes, and I think my conscious mind faded right down to like 2 to 5%. And the rest of it running. was just pure running, with me sitting on top going, look at this! Sometimes Here I go! Great, those really good runs where you just set off and you're just running way faster than you wanted to, thought you were going to, or thought you, you even are. You're just, you're just loving it. It's yeah, just, that's right. You get that floating feeling. Which comes back to my slight... I can't ever really regret going off too fast in a long run. You know, because... It feels so good. Well, you naturally do. It depends if it depends how fast you want to run it. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. But it's like, obviously, if it feels more comfy for you, that's fine. But yeah. if you're serious about wanting to run faster... But is it true, then, that, say, running off at seven minutes yeah. a mile feels great. Okay. And then you get to 20 miles, and you feel quite tired... If, you, if I'd run off 
at seven and a half minutes mile? Could I really turn around at 20 and say, oh yeah, I've still got that. I've got all that energy stockpiled. Does that really work? Well, I think you'd feel better. Better. Uh, I think you'd feel better. Yeah, you're always going to feel tired, but you just can't have a bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about that margins thing, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe you want to try 7.15s. Just take a little bit off it, but not half a minute a mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to... You've got more mental reserves at 20 miles. Yeah. Because that's... The logic that's of it... run out of, isn't it? At yeah. 20. And the logic of it is... It, it completely makes sense. It's oh, just doing it, isn't it? Hey. There you go. There's another, There's another runner we've seen twice. Time around. Good on him. He looks like a sort of footballer. He does. Look out. Oh, bike. Surprised you spotted that cyclist. <laughs> Clad in fluorescent orange. Not that we want to fall out with a cyclist. We love you guys. You love know. you guys. Yeah. Because we know how aggressive you can get. Yeah. Still loving you. We're all brothers and Always sisters on the you. road. <laughs> Morning, Magpie. Look at Hackney Martians again. Look at that. Ring, ring. That is an impressive spot. Out of my way. See, they've got goalposts out now. Yeah. They obviously don't make you carry them out anymore. So. I tell you what, it's hard work playing a fo- full football match. You can be fit for a marathon. Yeah. And that's great, yeah. But playing 90 minutes football. Well, that's impact, that's isn't really it? Hard that's fast running, short running, turns. Yeah, not stopping and starting. Grappling, fighting, gouging. Well, I didn't. You know, it's tough. You know. I didn't know that football had this until I knew you. I think a, I get the impression that your footballing career was pretty dirty. Well, I was. I was privy to. I was the victim of many a bad challenge. Should we say that? But it's all that upper body stuff. Yeah. It is tiring. That's all. All I'm saying is respect to the footballers. And also, when I was talking earlier about doing crunches and sit-ups. Footballers always used to do that stuff. Yeah. They seem to do all right on it. But it's probably the football. It's funny how sit-ups have gone out of fashion, isn't it? Yeah. And planking's come in. Yeah. I mean, it's all exercise, isn't it? It's probably because it's easier to look at a screen when you're planking. <laughs> yeah. why. I think We're modifying true. exercises for our screen experience. No, it's true. And ultimately... Oh, dear. Um, you okay? Yeah. Smashed it. Ah, yeah, you think I smashed the screen of my phone, but actually, already it was smashed. already smashed. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. Fooled you. Winning. <laughs> Hashtag smashed it. I am, um, yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, planking, ultimately, to measure it, all you got to do is time it. Yeah. Whereas with crunches and setups and stuff, you can do them rubbishly or you can do them well. Yeah. And you can, you can do rubbish ones and you do 100. You do good ones, you do 30. The impact's going to be completely different. And a phone, is, or an iPad, or a tablet, is going to have trouble measuring that. Yeah. That's interesting. Is, it, is, 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 there, is there a planking? Just a classic form is easy to get then, isn't it? You've yeah, got I your think elbows so. under your shoulders kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. To keep your body straight. Yeah. Okay, we're crossing the canal on a fancy bridge. And then we're going to turn right and run back up the canal. This is quite nice. This is the future. It's all green and shiny. Very nice. So, before Christmas, I was doing... I combined my exercises with my stretching, you see, so that it's worthwhile and less dull. So I do two different stretches. Sorry, three different stretches for the backs of my legs. And and then one for the front, like for my... uh, thighs, you know, the one where you hold your feet up 
behind your legs. And I do, um, I sort of open my hips out lying on the ground. That's all the bottom half stretches. Okay. I do a couple of different top half stretches around and my shoulders. you do this after you run, do you? After I run. Okay. And when I'm exercising, between each of those stretches, I do 30 press-ups. And I've got these press-up things that oh. twist and they improve your press-up technique. So they kind of, it's really interesting actually because they simultaneously make them easier and more difficult. Right. They kind of make it easier to do them right. Okay. Which but makes which it more difficult because you can really feel them. Right. And I really like those and they fold up flat and I take them with me when I'm going away on tour and stuff. serious It does, doesn't it? I mean, just hearing myself saying it, it's ridiculous. Routine there. And I do that... I do five reps of 30, so that's 300. That's and then... That means you're really fit and strong. I do that three times a week and wow. get really annoyed that I'm not doing... That I'm doing 900, not 1,000. You're really strong there. And then at the end of that, I'll do two, two and a half, three minutes planking, depending on what I can do. And I've tried to introduce side planking. Okay. Yeah, where you kind of... You put one leg on top of the other right. and you go up on one elbow... And you either put your arms straight down by your side, or you um, put it straight up in the air. Finding your post-runner routine quite disturbing in its intensity. Yeah. I just look for the nearest bit of toast. <laughs> but obviously, this is something I need to do. I often find while I'm doing that stuff, I can smell toast. Yeah. yeah. But that is... Yeah. As a motivating <laughs> source. Yeah. But that's... You need to do this stuff as you get older, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Stretch and strength. Yeah, yeah. I need to just think about this. Well, at the moment, I'm only doing the stretches. I'm not doing the press-ups. Okay. But I brought the planking back. I will bring the press-ups back. I think I'm going to favour side planking over the sit-ups and okay. see how it goes. And um, do you know what else I'm going to throw in? Chin-ups. Chin Are you? Yeah. I've got a chin-up bar at home, but it's on my son's door, so I can't really... It's on a different floor to me. I can't really make it. The thing about sweets is... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
generally the nicest ones are made out of pork. (laughs) (laughs) And that is to be remembered. Okay, so now we're crossing. Do you remember when we ran across the mud in Millfields? Yes. We're back there. It's always nice to get back somewhere. Yeah, it is nice. So we're sort of here. Yeah, we came across there. And we're going to go back up on the other side of the canal, past that pub, go to Springfield's Park, and see how far we've got. Okay. Because it's all totally... uh, I like to maintain the fact that all my exercise regime... We've got bikes in front of us and behind us. Bikes. Bikes. Oh, in front and behind us. Quite serious. Watch out, another one coming. To be fair to the uh, cyclists, they are going to work. No, they are. In the rain. Yeah. We're doing something quite a lot more optional. Yeah, Yeah. we've chosen to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although it didn't feel like a choice. When I dropped my phone on the ground, it set itself to time-lapse camera. So uh, I think it's important to check that the running app is still measuring us. Anyway. Is it still measuring us? Well, that's possible. Do we know how far we've gone thus far? We have gone, if it's working, um, just over eight and a half miles. Okay, that sounds right. We're doing great. This pub is called The Princess of Wales, which I think is a fairly new name. The the post-marathon... Podcast should just be a pub crawl, obviously. Absolutely. Through all the pubs. One of my uh, old friend of mine did the marathon years ago, at a time when it seemed ridiculous for me to do one, and even then it was even more ridiculous for him to do one. Yeah. He trained. He couldn't find the time to go running, so he did a lot of cycling. And then he went. He wasn't feeling very well, and he went to the doctor. He had fallen arches. Right. And the doctor said, what have you been doing? He said, I've been cycling. And the doctor said, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> that's terrible training. It's all the wrong muscle groups. He's like, ah. Oh. What, for running? For running, yeah. yeah. And then the doctor said, so your arches have fallen. And he said, okay, can I, will I still be able to run the marathon? And the doctor said, yeah. But you run that marathon. And after that, you never run again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he said... I can live with that. So he did. Yeah, so he did it, and he ran the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, went straight to the pub and downed a pint of bitter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never run a step since. I'm so proud of him. Like but yeah, I, when I used to... I don't go to the gym anymore. It's not really my thing. I'm too, much, too into running. I'd rather be Nature. running around outside. But it was going to the gym that got me into it. My sort of 10 minutes on the running machine, it was part of my introductory hour at the gym, you yeah. know. And one of the other things I did there was run. have a go on all the machines. Did you do the rowing? I did a bit of rowing. That's another one I don't really get on with. I think it's like the... I think it's hard to know whether you're doing it well or not. Do you do it's the rowing? hard work. I, uh... I actually, uh... We're in Devon at the weekend. Sounds Devon. Like sounds like a segue, but it, it does a link. Yeah. I, uh, we ended up popping around to the Cracknells. Oh, yeah. James Cracknell and his <laughs> missus have got a place near us. You, do you know them, or did you just besiege well, no, them? No, no. <laughs> Our friend knows them very well. Right. And she'd let... This is a holiday rental store, really. 
It's also like the guy in the fast chair. And a friend of a friend knows the crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pop round, which and was she, nice. And she left she left her bed linen round at the cracknels. So we <laughs> no, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me a secret? No. Because you know, no. maybe she'll wait till after the podcast. No, no, no. He's tapping his nose. She'd left her bed linen. No, no, no but bed linen for any holiday rent is very important. <laughs> Not only that, it's very expensive. Yeah. So Hey, we've all left our bed linen round at the crack. So she donated her bed linen to us. <laughs> left it at the crack. <laughs> we went to pick it up from the crack. <laughs> Mr. Crackner wasn't there. But Mrs. Crackner was. Yeah. My word, what a gorgeous place I've got in Devon. They're obviously loaded. <laughs> and then I thought you were going to say he was gorgeous. That's funny. A but lot he's fit. He's very fit, isn't he? He did, he did sub three for the marathon, didn't Mr. he? Mr. Cracknell met us. Mr. Cracknell. My God, what a gorgeous, what a gorgeous place he's got. He's got. <laughs> <laughs> so he's what's so his fit. marathon time? Well, he beat, he beat three hours. Yeah, but who's faster, Cracknell or Button? I don't know, actually. I don't know. But Cracknell's obviously coming back from major injury, surgery, sort of bionic yeah, yeah. reconstruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a warrior, that bloke. Quite right. He's one of those guys who set off with a pacer and just said, I'm going to stay Stop right. Stop halfway back. around and change it for an opal fruit. I'm going to change 70 sweet ref. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ignore that sweet reference. Yeah. Uh, set off with a pacer for sub three and just... Stayed on his shoulder. I saw it on television when he came in. Yeah. He was locked into him. Yep. And he was. He did very, very well. That's someone who's got a good relationship with his pain. Yes, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Just ignores it. Yeah. I suppose when he works with Steve Redgrave, he's going to have some good pain management. Well, tips. you know what they say. Pain is just pain hurting the body. Yeah. yeah. That's it, isn't it? Pain is just an absolute pain. But those rowers, yeah. they finished by the end of the... You'd have thought it'd be quite easy just rowing around. Yeah. But they're knackered out there by the end. That's all they always collapse. That's probably the way to do it. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't... That's the thing I can't chase down. Like we say, I do a lot of running, obviously. I do all these exercises. It's now becoming boringly clear. And it's the stomach muscles. That I can't... And between exercises that don't quite seem to tax them and meals that don't seem quite small enough to deny them of unnecessary poundage. I just still got a wobbly little tummy. And I think you're in the 40s. Can you get rid of that stuff? It's really hard to get rid of that band of fat, isn't it? That's right. However fit you are. But it's... uh, Do you think it's important to have good, strong stomach for running? No, 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 no. You don't think it is? No, I think that... I don't think, because I... As long as you haven't got too much weight down there, I don't know if you have to be that strong, but maybe I'm deluding myself. Yeah, I th- no, I think you're right. It's a whole body thing, right? I mean, the very best runners, particularly distance runners, are just long and thin, aren't they? Yeah. I can't imagine they're planking too much, but maybe they are. Maybe they are. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, instinctively, as a runner, like I said, I don't go to the gym anymore. You cut all that stuff out, and you run instead. Yeah. What's the best exercise a runner can do is running. And the rest of it is just stretching. But, one, I do it out of vanity. You know, I don't want my... Okay. I don't want the same so old... It's a pure vanity thing. ...big wobbly body I used to have. And two, that's what I'm like. I mean, physically, as a runner and as a person, I've got a slightly ridiculous kind of carrot shape. <laughs> I'm very... Uh, I'm very much a torso yeah. with appendages. 
So I think I should give that torso its due care and attention. Running doesn't actually make you lose weight that much, does it? You've got no. to combine it with other stuff if you well, want to Well, it's more complicated than that, isn't it? It burns. It burns. Um, fat energy. and turns into muscle or whatever. Yeah, it burns fat and turns into muscle. It burns energy you get from food, but it doesn't burn all the food you eat. And, and also it, you tend to see it. It's easy to see the fact that you've gone for runners a license to eat everything. We're turning left into Springfield Park here. We're going to go up North London's. One of the North London's actually hills, actual hills, which would be nice. Want to make pie. Bit of a snots there. I want to feel it in the back of my thighs. Yeah. Springfield Park is nice, although the one time I came here with my family, my son fell off his little scooter and cut his hands. Oh no. It was quite traumatic. much tragedy. Yeah, so we haven't been back. Well, it's obviously got something in for you, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I won't risk that. It's an accursed yeah. field. Springfield. So this is a challenge for running country because this is a lean we're going up a hill so this is okay. talking on the way up nice. I wonder if you can even hear it short strides ultimately it's not a problem the problem with this would be if it carried on for a mile no this is very, rather a than 100 little, yards a short little burst with a nice little park bench there yeah, don't sit down don't you sit down Paul and Rob sat here during their runs because it's there all flat go, over there where we've been running all morning once you get up here, you can see for miles across reservoirs and rivers and railways. Tennis courts. It's pretty cool. So we go left here. Okay. And pass the old bowling green. See, every time you look at an old bowling green, you think, oh, it's a shame they don't look after that. But if anyone ever said to you, fancy going crown green bowling. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Well, that's one of those. It's got to be like, even later in life, I haven't kind of... I don't look at Crown Green Bowling and think, I can't wait to start that. No. I tell like you, golf, I golf, I always thought, I'll get into golf when I'm older. Well, and no. I don't even know whether I'm going to get into golf. But I might do. But Crown Green Bowling, I don't think so. Well, also, it's difficult to get into things that you've never done. That's why running was such a surprise to me. Yeah. At one point in the last decade, one Father's Day, I got a midlife crisis skateboard. Dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Not least because I'd never skateboarded before. Right, no, that's ridiculous. As a midlife crisis that's skateboard, yeah. you've got to pick it up again. You, know? no. you don't start. No. A terrible idea. It's like me on the, uh, on the swagway at Christmas. Yeah. My kid, my kid, Rudy, desperate for a swagway at Christmas. Yeah. Despite the fact that they're constantly blowing up and are actually illegal to you outside. Yeah. But anyway, I bought him one. And, uh, yeah, because you want to teach him not yeah. to walk. Yeah, because I want to teach him that you always get stuff just by nagging. Yeah. And uh, he was great on it immediately. Forwards, backwards, little twists and turns. Backwards and the forwards, forwards and the backwards. Geezer is a geezer who likes to muscle in. Like it. His friends call him Geezer and he's a mezzanine geezer. He's ever so good. He's ever he's a good. He's are good. And I went on it and uh, immediately went arse over tit over the kitchen. And sort of rebroke my wrist again. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it was a shockingly hard slam on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Because kitchens are quite dangerous places. What kind of what sympathy did you get from your family at this stage? This well, day? actually, <laughs> the only person who's witnessed it was a cousin, and she was extremely shocked. She she was like. 
she just wanted to take me straight to hospital. I mean, I, it was like, there's so many sharp points in the average kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got the hard floor. And then you've got a hoverboard and an idiot. Well, funnily enough, combination. when I got this skateboard, I took it round to my friend's house. Yeah. Because he's a skateboarder. So I was going to say, tell me what to do with this. But Put it away. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Never touch it. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't there, and his wife was. And she, in a possible midlife corollary, although she's younger than me, it's not fair. Okay. She just got a lovely dining table and chairs. Anyway, I got on the skateboard, <laughs> and just moments later, the skateboard made contact with the brand new dining table and chairs. Oh, nice. I mean, brand new. The packaging yeah. was still in the room. Nice. Thanks for that. Thanks yeah. for coming around, Rob. That was the end of the story <laughs> for the skateboard, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> midlife crisis. Now, our front room is... You know, it's covered in little chips on the wall and one skirting with this bloody hoverboard yeah. spinning around. So, a bit of a descent now. What did, you, what did you get for your uh, birthday last year, talking of midlife crisis? Well, I got a good one, actually. I, uh, we were away on holiday. Yeah. And I, often as a dad, when you get to a certain age, you don't get that much for your birthday, do you? I mean, sometimes I've been had... They've bought me a pad of paper before, you know. Yeah, paper and pen. So you, <laughs> it's a lot you, like the kind of presents that the Dursleys would get for Harry Potter. You just 50p or a, yeah, a tissue. You, you just run with that. There's some matches and a handkerchief. It's just nothing at all. So this year I thought, I'm also of an age where I've got most things. We we're on holiday. I said, listen, just don't get me anything. It's fine. I've got everything I want. There's no material thing could get my, make my life better. Yeah. Just chill out. Which is obviously code for, I don't want a big thing. But of course you're going to get me something. Yeah, surprise me. Give yeah, me just a, surprise me. Make g- me feel give me good. Give me a card and take me out for a meal. Under the guise of don't worry about it. You don't, you don't have to get me anything. Yeah. Woke up the next morning, absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing like at actual all. nothing. They didn't even mention it. Right. It was card? Like, Did you get a card? No, I didn't get a card. <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. I was like, hello, it's my birthday. I had to make my own breakfast. <sighs> I mean, that's gone wrong, hasn't no, it? No, that's, that's a society gone mad. I mean, that's almost, that's nothing willful missing of code. Yeah, I mean. Because people say, I don't want anything. They don't mean, I don't want no, anything. I mean, I just want a little something. Yeah, yeah. A little payback. Because it doesn't sound quite as nice to say, I just want a little something. A little payback for all the lifts I give you throughout the year and all the money I'm constantly... I saw a fox going across this bridge once. Morning. I like running across the bridges. It's nice. Yeah. I feel like we're on our return, sort of. Yeah, we're not. Because we turned the wrong way. Only to add like half a mile in. But we have reached the point of return. We got to the back corner of Springfield Park turned right into the Lee Valley. Yeah. We're going to touch the corner of Walthamstone Marshes and then run back to N16. Okay. Otherwise, we just won't have gone far enough. Okay. And uh, we're going past the marina. Proper boats here, deep water, all that stuff. No, I can't believe it that they didn't give you anything at all. <laughs> I mean, your birthday was like the tree that fell in the forest. That wouldn't happen. Except it wasn't like no one was there. It's like They're all right there, just yeah. looking into your eyes. Look at me saying, we're not buying you, yeah. not hearing this tree. Yeah. That would never happen in Stoke News. No, my uh, family they, they got me. You. They make you things. They got me a Nutribullet. Wow. Because they know what Probably I need. Just, you know, yeah. They know what I want. They wanted to help me be a vegan runner. We've got a bit of an uh, ongoing scenario around at our house. The Nutribullet isn't working. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, we don't know whether it's stopped working or a fuse has gone. Right. But I loved the morning Nutribullet. What would and you put in your Nutribullet? 
What do you want to put in it? I put bananas. Do you know what we were saying? I don't want to cast aspersions, but I think it's your kids. Yeah. I think they burnt it They've out. They've done it again. Yeah. They've done it again. Yeah. I put bananas, coconut milk. Yeah, see, they're putting in almonds. like... Almonds. Bread, burgers. Yeah. <laughs> can of Red Bull. Yeah. Zing. Speakers. <laughs> All right, a, a little Android phone. Chuck yeah. it in. Stick it all in. I used to love it. I used to put sort of coconut, sort of shredded coconut, yeah. mostly fruit and coconut and nuts and seeds yeah. and stuff. You don't do the mix of vegetables and fruit. I've never really done that, so no. See, I'm into it. Do you do the kale kind of blueberry? Yeah, well, kale is a bit of a pose, isn't it? Because spinach is the same but nicer. It's just not right. as hip. Okay. Not as. So it's kale is a new spinach. Is that yeah, exactly. Seems? And it's in life, you know, every generation. Eats something, something a bit different that the previous generation thought was really basic and says, right. Oh my god, it's so wonderful, and pays loads of money for it, you know. You know, in the 19th century, lobsters were just considered the massive poo prawns of the Thames, right? So they fed them mainly to prisoners, and so they were like fish the worst and yeah. patients in paupers' hospitals, <laughs> right. and they just chucked, just give them a blooming lobster, that's all they're worth, and now. The lobster, you must try the lobster. Ooh, you must. It's absolutely delicious. You must try the lobster and kale. So, I'm not saying kale isn't wonderful, but, you know, I think spinach is roughly it's the same. Good, yeah. You know, I think Popeye knew what he was talking about. So now we've got... Other people didn't know what Popeye was talking about. So now we've got to go and do the hill again. Yeah, but only slightly. Oh. We're going to go into Flinker Park again and go the gentle way up. All right, okay. And then out and home. Okay. And then whatever time it is when we get there, that's how far we ran. Yeah, that's fine. If it's 12, it's 12. And if it isn't... It doesn't matter. It'll be okay. Yeah. I need to forgive myself. Yeah, it doesn't need to be uh, completely exact. We'll have run for quite a long time. Yes. A few stops along the way. Well, Getting particularly when you, you did that poo in the woods. Let's Shh. not forget that. <laughs> Good job there's no one around. So basically, you today... With your birthday story, <laughs> you've both been a tree that falls in the woods and a bear that is a Catholic in the woods. Yes. Is a bear a Catholic in the woods? I've got that wrong, haven't I? What does the Pope do in the woods? I don't think people are bothered, are they, as long as they don't witness it. <laughs> you don't want them seeing that of a morning. You won't want to do that in the day, would you? No, well, I think it's interesting. Your, there's an interesting lesson in moral code there, isn't it? You've yeah. basically created a moral scenario <laughs> yeah. which both slightly disapproves of pooing in the woods, but, but lets okay you off for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pre 8 a.m. I think when I it's do fine. it, it's yeah. fine. But when others do it, no, I would have fine. to. I just don't want to see it. So that raises a question mark. Woo. Hey, if we had a tiny little car like that, this would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah we're all right. There's park guys in a tiny little car. And I'd just like to say I totally respect the staff of Springfield Park and I think they do a wonderful job. They've done a great job of maintenance. Just don't look in the woods too right. closely. I'm going all the way back to the gym, right? I was in the gym. And I'm not too bothered about the machines. You know, like, I don't want to do weights. Yeah. And the kind of machines you pull and push. I think the one thing I took from them... And it's probably very simplistic, but then that's what's fun about it. Um, is that they go one way and then they go back again, you know? And as a simple man, yeah. trying to come up with my own relationship with my exercise, I love that. So you've got 
A machine where you push the weights away from you okay. horizontally. Yeah. And a machine where you pull them towards you horizontally. Okay. And you get one where you push them up vertically and one where you pull them down vertically. And that way, you exercise one set of muscles and then the other corresponding set of muscles. So you understood it. It's all pretty basic. It made sense. And this is why I want to start doing pull-ups. Because you've got push-ups. Push yeah. And if you get some pull-ups, that's got to balance things right out, hasn't it? And then... It can only help. And the running's helping the legs. Yeah. Push-ups and the pull-ups are doing the chest and shoulders. And all we need to worry about is that wobbly little belly. And do you know what we're going to do for that? Side planking. Going to side plank. But sometimes the uh, strong arms can really help you, can't they? They can give you a lift like that, like that. Oh, yeah. sort of pirate, off-duty pirate. I think he's plastic bag on his head. orthodox Jewish gentleman rather than pirates. Keep his hat dry. With a, with a blue plastic bag. Yeah. Sometimes your arms at the end of the, of the race can really help you out, can't they? Absolutely. They can kind of start moving then and it keeps your legs going. It's also amazing, amazing how much difference you see between arm movements and runners. Yeah. I think that in a way... It's quite freeing because there's almost no right answer, you know? Yeah. Some people barely move them at all. If I see Some someone with their thumbs on their hips, basically, I think that person's running a long way. Yeah. But I'm very much, maybe I just watch too many films, but you know, my, even running a long way, my arm style is a, kind of flap across it's a slightly pinned back version of what Dustin Hoffman or Tom Cruise would do. <laughs> like sort of the karate chop thing. Yeah. I like it kind of loose flapping across the chest. Scott Jurek said, do whatever you want. Which is, you know, which means a lot coming from him because he has a lot of advice about knows what he's doing. how to breathe and what yes, to eat yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And he said, arms wise, you do whatever you like. We're just crossing the road. At Clapton, by the way, in front. Oh, look at this! Yeah, my camera broke quite badly when I dropped the phone. There we go. So, when I went to take a picture of this church, the camera tried to take time-lapse photo of my face. <laughs> no, not that way. All right. Just get this church on Clapton Common. Very busy here. Everyone's going to work. We're going to go one street over and drop down okay. through Clapton. Yeah. To Stoke Newington Common. Wow, it's noisy here. It shows how we've been out in the country. Yeah. I can hear pneumatic drills, cars, kids. Going kids. Getting a bit late now. Bit, yeah. Well, it's about nine minutes to nine. Is it? Yep. Oh, well, we've done all right, haven't we? They want to be doing a bit of a... Uh, getting a bit of a rush to school. Yeah. The tension of the school run before nine. Yeah, I should it's probably get home and wake my kids up. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be getting to school. Thank you. So... Scott Jurek said about arm motion. Just do your own thing. Yeah, but he said but, the one rule is but don't. don't cross them over in front of you. Right, that's, that's too fair. much rotation. Yeah, that's fair. And if you do it, you can feel it. You can feel your yeah, rib you cage yeah, moving the way it doesn't need yeah. to. But I bet people do it because people run all kinds of ways. I think, I think another one is don't clench your fists. Yeah. Because that's just... Just keep, keep your fingers nice and relaxed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Chill. When my hands are too hot or too cold, to shake them out every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing to do. But I think also if you clench fists and listen to death metal, Eye of the Tiger, you're running the very real risk of just punching strangers yeah. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
just as I said that, we ran past four incredibly well-behaved little kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been... It would have been harsh to get the four of them in one kind of slap. So this is a big orthodox Jewish area, isn't it? Huge, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably... Oh, it's a funny little... It's a nice little culture, isn't it? It's classic it's London, so isn't it? Isn't Patches, it? yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's sort of on the edge of Stamford Hill, I suppose, isn't it? That's right, we're Stamford behind Stamford Hill. Stamford Hill. And I think that probably this area has been measured out and like... I don't know what you call it, like blessed. So you're allowed to live here, you know. All oh, right. Oh, okay. The geographical equivalent of kosher. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. But of course, and then every tenth house is probably rented out by some hipster who can't afford Hoxton. Yeah. <laughs> the wonders of life. Nice collision, yeah. <laughs> Cultural collision. The hipster meets the orthodox. And they discuss beards. Yeah. And Yep, it's got a little bit child avoidy, which seems fair. They're on the school run. Beers on local beers. That's right. So this will be the sort of longest we've done in this section of training. Yeah. Which That's is right. nice. Starting to get a bit longer. What are we aiming for? How long, is it till, how long is it till the Bath Half Marathon? Three weeks. Yeah, I think we need to do about... F- a 14 and a 16 the next couple of weeks. Yeah, when we got That'd booked in for Bath, we said we definitely want to have run longer than that before then. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a good... You've got to do that. That's a good plan. You can't make your first 13 a race of 13. Well, you can. You can. People I do. might. People do all but the time. But we should try not to. There's no rules. Do what you want. Do we want. No rules. Although... But it would make it very tiring because you yes. set off too fast. I'm going to go for that. Thank you. Yep. Across the road from a... The driver wasn't quite committed to stopping for us, but they were going slow enough that we but would we have gently d- rolled up the bonnet. Just rolled up the bonnet. So, yeah, we're crossing lots of big roads. We're going down quite a nice, big, long, curving, slight downhill, which Take cuts down from Clacton Common to Stoke Newington Common. It's a lovely finish, because when you run out that way, it feels like you've just been running away from my house for hours on end but you turn off and run down this road and suddenly you're back in there and you're back it's like a it's like a wormhole which is really nice so are we going to say that we like running on a morning no well I'm glad I can go back to bed (laughs) which you can't of course no no I'm doing that will be frowned upon in jury service shh don't tell everyone doing jury service it's a secret. Is it right? Yeah. Well, I think the content is a secret. Yes, I think it's more content. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, certain, I'm certainly not allowed to tell anyone that. Boop, 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 boop. Guilty. <laughs> or or not. not guilty. Yeah, or not. <laughs> One way or the other. One way or another. Yeah, but people t- normally. They told me to stop singing that in the courtroom. People normally look to. Uh, <laughs> It's a dodge jury service. Oh, I deferred to meet someone who kind of threw themselves headlong at it. I deferred it once. Right. I think they're slightly stricter now. I think you have to do it one of these days. The only other time I've come across it is years ago. My wife did it, and we were supposed to be on holiday in France with my mum and dad, and she couldn't go. Oh, my goodness. We were gutted. And then, while I was in France, it was kind of annoying, but it was also kind of beautiful because we didn't have much contact. There wasn't much phone contact or anything. And we both worked out kind of simultaneously. I mean, literally, I was kind of looking at the stars in France. 
and thinking about things that we've been talking about but not talking about. Yeah. Talking about quite obliquely. And we realised she was pregnant. Oh my. With the Deering firstborn. That's lovely. Yeah. That's a lovely moment. The aforementioned Sagittarius nipple maker. So. That's great. So, you know, that's what jury service meant then. And then so I took, a, with I took her some lovely French cheese home. She couldn't have it, wasn't pasteurised, yeah. was it? Yeah. <laughs> so we can expect another child during the jury service, possibly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it works like that. All oh, right. So we're back in St. Newton Common, Daffodils, the classic number 73 bus. And we're going to go back to my house. We're still probably the best part of a mile from my house, okay. which... Um, means we've got to go. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look how far we've gone. Whilst running, I'm not stopping for this, guys. Don't yeah, stop. we will have broken 12, oh, well, even with our incredibly slow speeds. Oh, you know, that's something. If you run slower, it takes, it takes much longer, longer yeah. <laughs> to go further. Yeah. <laughs> well, then that's quite nice because you get used to being on your feet one time. Yeah. Which is what it's going to be. Absolutely. And the marshes are really good. We'd recommend the marshes, wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, watch out Great for cyclists. Yeah. But watch out for those fancy dingers. And if you're anywhere near here, that's the thing. They're, they're not that near me. So they're good for a long run. Because once you get there, it's... Uh, oh, he's flashing us. Let's go. That's a bus flashing us to come out whilst driving towards us at some speed. It's pretty exciting. Gorgeous Stoke Newington Common. Nice place. So yeah, I interrupted myself across the road, but I would recommend a run to Hackney Marshes, even if you don't if live particularly area. near Hackney Marshes. Yeah. Cover a couple of miles to get there. It's a reward, it's some good mileage. I'll tell you something that we need to start thinking of. We need to go to Richmond Park. Yes. And run around there. Yeah. That's perfect. For it's beautiful, months. and also we can get in touch with all our West London running brethren. And it's seven miles round. Yep. Completely, so it's just nice for your 14s, maybe... Maybe even the 21, the last... Yeah, or your 28s. Yeah, let's it's do good it. for your 49s. It's for 35. Yeah. <laughs> for London. It's good for your... Give, give me a minute. 154s, isn't it? 170s. Yeah. But it's uh, just a lovely loop. Yeah. All cross-country, but doable. See the odd deer. That's right. All right, Richmond Park, coming up. I'm running commentary. And what... Uh, Conclusions can we draw from today's run, Paul? What have we learned? We've learned that running is a conversation with a machine. Yes, it certainly is, yeah. The, the machine being the, the entirety of the human body. We've, We've learned, learned it's acceptable to have a bowel movement in a park before 8am. Have we learned that? I have. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I came out <laughs> expecting to understand the experience of the early morning runner and almost immediately um, realised that it's rubbish because we were choosing it. We're basically day trippers into yeah. the world of early mornings and late evenings. When faced with all the, the commuters, the people have to be doing this. Yeah, and face is the operative word because they generally got much more of a face on than yeah. us. And, but I still think, yeah, we're going to run in Richmond. We found out that I've written poems in my time. Yeah, the where, yeah. that was a great moment. <laughs> Turn left. And, uh, yeah, we'll go to Richmond. 
We're going to go for an evening run at some point. Yeah. Just to see what people think, what people are doing then. What the hell people are playing at. And you're going to do Parker on Manchester this week. <laughs> I am. I yeah. And Which is a bit swifter than London. Yeah. Is it not? Absolutely. Let's get a picture. Let's wrap this thing up. Because we're back in Stoke Newington. It's enough. Back That's at my house. Nice I'm not going to show you a photo of my house in case you're a stalker. It's um, two hours right on the money. And we have run... It was good, wasn't it? It Did was great. I really enjoyed that. We're, we're going to run far again. I think my phone is badly broken, but that's okay. Two hours, 12 and a half miles, 12.56. Right. Okay. right. And we'll take that because there's a lot of stopping. Yeah, we stopped a lot. I think that's still kind of nine minute miles. We'll find out. I can tell you how fast those miles were. About nine and a half minutes. Something like that. If they were sub 10 minute miles, that's all good. And let's have a look. Yep, they're all kind of nine, nine and a half minute miles, and that's been really good. So uh, listen again. Fantastic. Speak to you soon. Commentary, get in touch on Facebook if you fancy it. Yep, or Twitter. Run and we will pod. never run this early again. No, that was <laughs> an absolute disaster. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Paul Tomkinson and Rob Deering.